Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 282 of the podcast. And in this episode, I am previewing the upcoming season for the Boston Celtics. Usually when a basketball team comes within a game of making it all the way to the NBA Finals, usually big changes don't occur. That's not the case with the Boston Celtics. Here are the players on last year's team no longer with the Celtics. Point guard Marcus Smart, the longtime defensive anchor of the organization. Some people have called him the leader of the team. Big man Robert Williams, who a lot of people think was a better defensive player than Marcus Smart. Yes, he struggled to play consistently, but he was an impact player nonetheless. Point guard Malcolm Brogdon, who won the NBA Sixth Man of the Year last year, and role player Grant Williams, who was benched for a lot of last season, but started to make more of an impact as the postseason went on. Now, if you're a fan of the Celtics or an observer of basketball, you might have mixed feelings on these players, but that's a lot of last year's core, and by many estimates, two of the league's better defensive players are no longer on the Celtics. So who exactly is replacing these players? Big man Kristaps Porzingis, who was once dubbed a unicorn by Kevin Durant. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown have never played with such a talented big man. No offense to Al Horford. They also add Drew Holiday, who is as good as smart defensively and vastly better offensively. What I love most about Holiday joining the Celtics is he has won an NBA championship. This group needed to be surrounded by winners. Brad Stevens, the president of the Celtics, clearly isn't afraid to shake things up even though he had already had a very good roster. I still think even with these great additions, it's still going to come down to the Celtics' best player in Jason Tatum, and I do believe this season could be the one where Tatum wins the MVP award. And I know some don't care about individual awards, but this is a guy who has improved every single year he's been in the league. I'll admit, I want him to win the MVP award. I think he has the chance to be the best player in all of basketball. He is a really good passer. He is a great scorer. I think he's an underrated defensive player. Now, the voters might look at the rest of the Celtics and say they're too stacked to get an MVP candidate, but clearly this guy is going to be the best player on this team, and I think it's about time the NBA recognizes how great Jason Tatum is becoming. He has a real chance to be the future face of the league, and the Celtics really haven't had that guy since Larry Bird. No offense to Paul Pierce, no offense to Kevin Garnett, but they were never considered the best player in the sport. When they were playing, there were guys like Kobe, there were guys like LeBron. Tatum has a chance to take the mantle as the best player in basketball, and it's been a while since the Celtics had one of those guys who you could say is legitimately the best player in basketball. Right now, there's a consensus that he's in that top 10 to top 5. I think what would get the job done is clearly him winning the NBA Finals. I think he struggled against the Warriors in the NBA Finals a few years ago, and some people haven't gotten over that fact. I think, of course, if he won NBA Finals and won the NBA Finals MVP, people would look at him as the best player in the sport, and rightfully so. And then you have his superstar teammate Jalen Brown, who I believe had one of the weirdest off-seasons in the history of basketball. And he seems to have weird off 
off-seasons because the last few off-seasons, it's all been about trading him for star players like Kevin Durant. He finally gets the big contract extension, and now almost every basketball fan and Celtic fan thinks he's the most overpaid player in basketball. Yes, the guy has some few struggles, most notably handling the basketball. He is a turnover machine. He is not a good passer, but he has improved every year he's been in the league, and I think he's a good number two to Tatum's number one. And like it or not, number twos get massive, massive contracts nowadays. That's what basketball has become. A guy like Jalen Brown, he's going to make the All-NBA team, and he's going to get a super max contract extension, and that's exactly what happened. People are waiting for this guy to struggle so they can say he's not worth the money. So for his sake, I hope he has an incredible season coming up because if he struggles whatsoever during the regular season or during the postseason, a lot of people will look at that contract as a regrettable thing for the Celtics moving forward. And I don't necessarily feel like that's fair. Yes, I've had my issues with Jalen Brown. I don't think he's really improved on some of the facets of his game that I really want him to, but there's no doubt he's a top 25 to 30 player in basketball, and I think he's deserving of a big contract extension. Does he deserve to be the highest paid player in the league right now? Absolutely not, but that's how the cards were dealt. That's what the Celtics are dealing with, and now they put him surrounded by a star team, so it's not all on Tatum and Brown. They have Porzingis, they have Holiday, they have Horford. When this contract becomes an issue is when they have to pay Jason Tatum because then you're going to have super max contracts on your books and if you're not winning championships that's going to be a tough pill to swallow will the Celtics keep this core together if they're not winning the big one and I clearly think the answer to that is absolutely no they're going to give this a two to three year run and if they don't win the NBA championship in that time span I can't imagine Wick Rosbeck paying both Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And in that instance, I believe they would move on from Jalen Brown before they moved on from Jason Tatum. I don't think it takes a genius to figure that one out. So the Celtics entered this season as one of the clear favorites in the Eastern Conference. The other team everyone is talking about is the Milwaukee Bucks, who add Dame Lillard. I believe the Bucks are in the exact same situation that the Celtics were in last season. They have a rookie head coach in Adrian Griffin. I'm not going to say that they're going to be unbeatable because I don't know how this guy is going to react. Young coaches given a lot of talent sometimes doesn't work out. Steve Nash was a first-time coach, and he was given Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. That blew up in his face. And what's going on with the Bucks so far this year is really interesting. They just lost assistant coach Terry Stotts because he wasn't getting along with the new head coach Adrian Griffin. I mean, that's not a good start to the season. I'm not saying the Bucks aren't going to be really good, but I'm not going to bank on a rookie coach winning the NBA Finals or coming out of the East, even though the team is great. Rookie coaches 
go through struggles that we can't predict right at this moment. Maybe he won't. In my opinion, a rookie coach should not have the pressure to win the NBA Finals. That should not be all on him. There is too much pressure on Griffin to get the job done because he has Giannis, because he has Dame Lillard, because he has Brooke Lopez, because he has Chris Middleton. The expectations for the Milwaukee Bucks is to win the NBA Finals, and I think that's too high for a rookie coach. And not enough people are talking about that aspect of the Bucks coming into this season. The coach has the highest pressure on the team other than Dame Lillard. I believe there's a lot of pressure on Dame Lillard to be the final piece of a championship team. And Lillard, let's be honest, has never been that. He's never gone further than the conference finals. There's a lot of pressure on Dame Lillard to be the piece that brings the Bucks back to the NBA Finals. And if he isn't, our opinions on Dame Lillard being one of the best in the league is going to change drastically. Having said all that, I think they're going to be great. I'm just not sure I'm going to pick them ahead of the Boston Celtics. Now, saying that, I'm a fan of the Celtics, so maybe my opinion isn't the best one to go off of. I'm just looking at that situation and saying, wait, they brought in a star guard who's never won the NBA Finals, he has championship pressure, and their rookie head coach has championship pressure. I think there's a lot of pressure on the Milwaukee Bucks that I don't think is there for the Boston Celtics right now. I think all of the pressure is on the Milwaukee Bucks more so than the Boston Celtics. Because when you look at the Celtics, I think you have more of an idea of how it's going to work out. Tatum and Brown have already been together. Your two best players have been together. They've been in the conference finals together. Dame Lillard and Giannis have never played a minute of basketball. So I have no idea what to expect from the Milwaukee Bucks headed into next season. Do I think they're going to be a 60-win team? Absolutely, but that's just on paper. I feel the same way about the Phoenix Suns. Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, and Devin Booker sound fantastic, but they've never played meaningful games together. I need to see that before I make my final opinion on that team. So yeah, right now it seems like it's going to be destiny that the Celtics and Bucks meet up in the Eastern Conference Finals, but let the season play out before we reach that ultimate conclusion. So almost everything on paper looks good for the Boston Celtics. My main concern roster-wise is the bench. The Celtics have six players you know what you are going to get out of night in and night out. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, who was a star in last year's postseason, Drew Holiday, Porzingis, and Horford. Based on what he did during the preseason and the contract extension, there's real hope that guard Peyton Pritchard will step up in a big way. I just don't know how consistent he can be for an entire 82-game season. The Celtics are stacked talent-wise, but they're not the deepest team in basketball, and I think that's an underrated aspect of being a championship team, is being super deep. I mean, the Golden State Warriors, a few years back, when they won 73 games, they were so deep. They had role players like Sean Livingston, Maurice Spates, Leandro Barbosa. I mean, that team was eight deep. That team was nine deep. The Celtics just aren't there right now. 
Maybe there will be some guys who come out of nowhere and really produce for them during the regular season. But come postseason time, are the Celtics going to get away with the fact that they might only have a seven-man rotation? Now, I think you can feel good about the fact that if the bench does struggle, Brad Stevens is willing to make a move to improve that aspect of the team. And let's be honest, this team isn't going to come down to its bench play. It's going to come down to Tatum and Brown, Porzingis and Holiday, Derek White and Al Horford. Those six are going to be the main reason why you win or lose an NBA championship. But having a deeper bench is important, especially during the regular season, because you don't want Jason Tatum to play a boatload of minutes the entire year because your team has a bad bench that can't sustain a lead while he's sitting down. Again, you are losing the sixth man of the year that has to have some impact on your bench. Maybe Derek White will come off the bench. Maybe even Drew Holiday will come off the bench. I don't know who's going to be that sixth man, but filling in for the sixth man of the year is no easy task. Malcolm Brogdon was dynamite during the regular season last year. It was only during the postseason when he was having injuries that he began to struggle. The other main concern that most people have towards the Boston Celtics is the head coach Joe Mazzulla. Last year, his attitude towards timeouts was bizarre to say the least. He's been given a championship roster and there is pressure on him to get the job done. Will the Celtics stay with him through low points? I have no idea. They gave him a contract extension. This is a guy who coached the Eastern Conference All-Stars last season. He did a good job last year. Is he a top five coach in the NBA? Absolutely not, but I don't think he's near the bottom like some people like to act like he is. I think the players on this team respect him. I think Jason Tatum likes him as a head coach. I don't know Jalen Brown's feelings towards him. I'm interested to see how Porzingis and Holiday react to his coaching style because he's been given really good players. Now, if he he can get the best out of them, I'm going to give him credit for that. I just don't feel like today's NBA comes down to coaching as much. Yes, the Denver Nuggets have a really good head coach in Mike Malone, but that team is stacked. That team won because of Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. That's why that team won. There's only a few coaches who I think make a real impact on their rosters, and Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat is on the top of that list. He is clearly taking that team to places that you don't think it should go based on their roster. He is somebody who is, if he was the coach of the Celtics, then yes, I think we would all be acting like they are destined to win the NBA Finals. But I think people are holding back on their expectations for the Celtics winning because of Joe Mazzulla. This season isn't going to come down to Joe Mazzulla. It's going to come down to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and how they fit in with the new players and how the regular season goes doesn't really matter. This team, it's going to come down to the postseason. Because let's be honest for a minute, this can no longer be a situation where we look back and go, well, the Celtics are a young and upcoming team. No, this is a championship do or die scenario. The Celtics need to win a championship in the next two seasons. And this season, I believe they have to at least make another trip to 
the NBA Finals. That's how I feel about the roster. You've been given Kristaps Porzingis, who a guy who was trying to be a number two with Dallas. It didn't really work out. He was trying to be a number two in Washington. It didn't really work out. He was trying to be a number one in New York. That clearly didn't work out. But now on the Celtics, he's the third option. This is the perfect situation for a guy like Kristaps Porzingis. He doesn't need to be night in, night out, a 2010 guy. Then you have guard Drew Holiday, who clearly knows how to close out games. This is a guy who isn't afraid of taking the big shots in the big moments. And I think, no, I don't want Drew Holiday to be your closer, but I think he's going to make the right decision in the fourth quarters. And that's something the Celtics have been bad at the last few postseasons, is closing out games. Who should take that game-winning shot? If the ball is in Drew Holiday's hands during the final seconds of a basketball game, you're going to feel good about the situation. And it's been a while since the Celtics had a player like that who had the ball in those situations and you go, wow, I feel good about where this is going. And I haven't really even talked about Jarek White, who I believe is the third best player on the Boston Celtics. I think he is a pure point guard. I want him to be in the starting lineup. I wouldn't be mad if he's the sixth man. He is a guy who knows his role and is going to do anything and everything he can to help the team win basketball games. He's not stat padding. He doesn't care about getting assist numbers. He doesn't care about his scoring numbers night in and night out. He is somebody when he is playing his best is when the Celtics look like they are at their best. So the Celtics should really do everything to get Derek White involved early on in the season and make him a key component of their season. That's why I believe he should be their starting point guard over Drew Holiday. Now I wouldn't be mad if you start both of them, but Derek White needs to be in that starting lineup because he is a player who clearly knows his role and that's something the Celtics have always been lacking these last few years are guys who know their roles. Derek White is a guy who knows his role on this basketball team. It is to help out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and you hope that Drew Holiday and Porzingis will know their roles. And that's one of the reasons I feel good about the fact that Marcus Smart is no longer on this basketball team. I get it. He was Defensive Player of the Year, but he clearly felt like he was on the same level as Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and he simply was not on their level. And now they have a roster where they are the clear alphas of the roster. The team leaders are Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and the team is going to go where those two take them. And I feel good about that. I feel good about the fact that Marcus Smart isn't going to take a crazy shot in the fourth quarter to try to be the hero of the basketball game, even though he's nowhere near a top five offensive player on the team. Listen, it's been rough these last few months watching Boston sports. The Red Sox have been a bad baseball team. The Patriots have been a, a bad football team. I am really excited to see this Boston Celtics team because they are filled with all-stars. They are filled with talented players. They are filled with guys who can lead your team to the NBA Finals, and that's exciting to think about. Now, on paper, that doesn't matter. It's all going to come down to this season. I am really excited to see them play. I want to see how Porzingis fits in with the roster. Of course, I want him to remain healthy. There are questions there. He's a guy who's been injury-riddled throughout his career, but I hope for the very best for that situation. I am super hyped about Drew Holiday. I believe they haven't had a guy who can calmly close out 
without a basketball game in the fourth quarter in forever. I believe this is a huge move, and the Milwaukee Bucks, at the end of the day, might end up regretting letting Drew Holiday go and going to the Boston Celtics. That might have been the dagger to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, there's a lot of basketball to be played, but that's how I feel about it at this very moment. I do believe the Boston Celtics should come out of the East over the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, continuing to make the Eastern Conference Finals is nice, but at the same time, at some point, you need to win the NBA Finals. It's what this team has to do. That's what winning basketball players do. If Jason Tatum wants to be an all-time great Hall of Famer with the likes of Larry Bird, he needs to win the NBA Finals. It's that simple, and it's why I love sports, because it's that simple. Just win the NBA Finals, and you'll be thought of as an all-time great. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>